0: Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert
1: This month marks 10 years since the horrific xenophobic violence that broke out throughout South Africa. The attack saw dozens of foreigners brutally killed, hundreds attacked, and tens of thousands displaced. There are many events taking place around the country to mark this, and one of them is a photographic exhibition entitled Killing the Other by award-winning and internationally recognized photojournalists Alon Skye and James Oatway. I am both honored and grateful that the two of them have come into the studio to tell me more about the project. Welcome and again thank you. I know to get a photojournalist into a studio is not incredibly easy so I really am appreciative. Um,
2: Thanks Therese for having us. Thanks for having us.
1: James maybe we can start with you. You both of you are experienced as I said, internationally recognised photojournalist, and working in South Africa, you must see all kinds of violence all the time. Was there anything? Was there something different about the xenophobia that made that touched you more or differently?
0: Definitely. Um, you know, when the the two thousand and eight violence broke out, um, you know, I think it took the whole country, um, you know, by surprise, including myself. I mean. Yes, uh, we'd seen lots of protests and things like that, but uh, not to the scale of the 2008 attacks. It was, it was literally like a, a war going on, but it was confined to the townships. So for me, it was, it was really shocking. And, you know, the one thing that really st- stood out for me was that um, everywhere else, in, like, for example, in Joburg, everything else was kind of going along as usual. So Alex, which is just across the road from Santon, as you know, Um, People were going about their daily business almost unaware of um, almost like a war that was going on just a couple of kilometers away in the township. So, yeah, for me it was really shocking and it was very difficult to deal with that sort of um, dichotomy of, um, you know, war on one side uh, affecting Mm -hmm. poor people and then just… Business as usual for you know the middle and and wealthy classes.
1: Well, one of the things that happened during that 2008 was the outpouring of um, sympathy to the to the victims of xenophobia. I, I remember the Jewish Board of Deputies holding a collection, and at some point we actually had to stop because we were overwhelmed by the stuff that came in. And I think it just touched a raw nerve, certainly for the Jewish community and definitely you know for the, the broader community. And one of the images that. Um, I, Came through was the burning of Anesto Nambuav. Uh, and I will be talking to Romy Peterson later in the month, who is doing a documentary, is hosting a documentary around this event. But that is the power of a photograph. Um, and, and in a way, your job is so real in conveying to everybody what is happening in a certain area. And, and James, you had your own, in a way, Anesto moment when you witnessed the brutal murder of um um Emmanuel Cetoli. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, um you know like you say um you know photography um has has that power of of kind of driving home um, you know like what's really happening to to people who you know I think um you know when people read stories it's one thing but when they actually see the faces of of people you know involved um, it really it, it has a, it has a profound impact on them. So um, with Emmanuel Satole, it was um, a really traumatic event. Um, you know um, to to witness it it, it it all happened very quickly. Um, and you know to 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 be honest, uh, I, I didn't expect to see what I was going to see that day. Um, and I just did my job. Uh, I, I photographed the attack. Uh, we we took him to hospital we tried to get him help but unfortunately he passed away um but i think the reason why that particular photo had so um such impact is because for the first time people were actually seeing you know um the brutality of of this violence they could see the face of the attackers they could see Emmanuel Satolia's face you know um the fear on his face and i think that um, that really struck struck home to a lot of people who could f- for the first time really see the, um, anger, yeah, the and anger and and the brutality of these attacks
1: and, and obviously you said you 're doing your job you you went beyond the call of duty um, and, and, and probably and, and, and you know i 'd love you to comment on this as well. You put um, Sitoli in your car, you took him to a hospital. They couldn't help you. You took him to another hospital, and by that point, he had already passed away. What role do you see? And both yeah. of you are welcome to answer the role of a photojournalist. At what point are you a professional, and at what point are you becoming part of the story?
2: Yeah, well, I think, well if I can interject I there, I think um, it, it happened so quickly, and that James was doing his job, and as you said, he, t- he took um, Emmanuel to hospital, um, and, and kind of as a result of these pictures, um uh his family has received um a house from the outpouring of people that were uh touched and kind of uh, affected by the the raw nerve that this this brutality kind of um you know come delivered home and um yeah i think it's it, it's what he, the fact that he actually took him to hospital you, like was kind of instrumental in trying to save his life on the day. Yeah.
1: And I think it was well recognized because yeah. I remember I <clears> was very touched by it. I knew I couldn't express what I felt. And then Kevin Ritchie had written an article in the Star, Saturday Star, called The Good Samaritan. I remember feeling so emotional that, and, and so grateful to Kevin Ritchie for being able to express what I was feeling. So I know you came under criticism as well as kind of um, praise. What was it like for you?
0: um yeah it was, uh, it was a was a whirlwind i mean for you know for like probably about a week afterwards I was kind of dazed and confused you know um you know i i i 've never taken a photograph that's had um such a impact. um impact on people and um you know the the media attention was was quite overwhelming i didn't expect that i i i wasn't prepared for it um but um yeah there was a, quite a few people uh, criticized me and and it was it, it wasn't pleasant but i understand where they're coming from because the picture is so it's a, it's an offensive photograph to to see someone um being murdered mm. and people are going to respond differently and um you know when when different people will have different reactions when they see a photograph so some people expressed anger at the attackers Others expressed anger at the, the system for mm. creating this, this violence. And then others directed their uh, anger towards me, which, you know, I think it comes with the turf as being a photojournalist.
1: Yeah, because you, you, you behind the camera, you are the interface actually between what is the reality and the rest of the community. And, and Alon, I know you have been and, and I, you have two James, but you have been documenting the xenophobia violence since 2008. Has it changed nature?
2: Well, I think it, uh, the, the two thousand and eight, as James said, was the the first huge kind of um, mobilization of people against these so called Macquarie queries they define them as and I think that two thousand and eight was incredibly overwhelming as there were thousands displaced, and um, a lot of people actually tried to f- uh, flee um, the country to to because they were so frightened at kind of the the vitriol and the kind of the, the raw uh, emotion of these so-called mobs, um, and I think that was kind of the the main flashpoint. And then over the years, there's been various smaller kind of events and, and kind of you know small like looting across the country. So I think that 2008 was that was an actually so explosive because it was just so unexpected. Even though in the past couple of years there had been these smaller kind of um, events as well. But yes, there's there's, there's
0: there's definitely different types of uh, xenophobic violence. So in 2008, the anger was, well, the um, the motivation was to actually kill and harm foreigners. But then, for example, in January of 2015, um, uh, there was an outbreak of violence Armenian Soweto and some of the southern townships where people were focusing more on, on the, f- the foreign owned shops where they weren't harming um, the foreign nationals as much but they were looting their shops and stealing their stuff um, and then uh, even more recently uh, like last year um, and, and even this year there was a touch of it as well where there was violence directed at foreigners but it was portrayed as anti-crime mm. um, you know saying Parliament. that foreign nationals are drug dealers and that kind of thing but it's, it's a very interesting debate you know Is it really just about crime or is it uh, more about xenophobia. Even uh, today, I, s- I saw on the news that there's some um, f- foreign, foreign nationals are being targeted in northwest mm. where there's a lot oh, of okay. unrest uh, wow. about Supra Mah- Mahuma Pelo. And, and their foreigners, I mean, what, what do they have to do with yeah. Supra Mah- Mahuma Pelo? But their shops are being targeted. and
1: So probably on every single day in South Africa, there's a, probably a xenophobic incident. So. And, and one so. of the outcomes of the uh, 2008 xenophobic violence is um, the de- development of all the establishment of the hate crimes working group that the Jewish Board of Deputies sits on and they monitor um, this kind of thing on a daily basis to see the kinds of uh, crimes that are taking place amongst the most vulnerable members of our society. So it is an ongoing research, uh, it's ongoing research, an ongoing problem that we all have to deal with. We're going to take a short break and after the break we're going to look at the exhibition.
0: Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert.
1: And I'm talking to Alon Skye and James Otway, who are two uh, highly recognized photojournalists, and they are putting a, an exhibition together entitled Killing the Other, and it will be hosted by the Johannesburg and Holocaust Center. Alon, how did this exhi- the idea for the exhibition come about?
2: Well, the idea came about after seeing um, an exhibition on Hiroshima. There was, um, there was installations and kind of uh, uh, photographic work that was being held at the, at the space, and uh, I just thought Also having researched the center They've done so much work of Gravitas Over the years And it's such an important place To kind of uh, deal with the Rwandan genocide And, and kind of the, the Holocaust And um, the the evils that people can Kind of do to each other So that's how I thought it would Initially be a, an, a, an amazing space To do the exhibition So I approached um, Tully Nights The uh, head of the Holocaust and Genocide Centre And we discussed it And I said Why don't we do a um, an, an exhibition and This was last year She said no let's look at it next year To coincide with uh, the 10 years um, Since the major xenophobic outbreak And today is actually um, The 11th which In 2008 This was the day that the um, Attackers went on a rampage Into a hostel um, on London Road In Alexandra Um, And we decided To do the exhibition to to Coincide with the 10 years and there's even scope to do um, ongoing work around xenophobia with the Center, um, which she was very interested in, kind of expanding and creating dialogue around the various issues, educational campaigns. So this exhibition runs from the 17th, which is uh, next Thursday um, at 6.30 for 7.00, and it runs until the 1st of July. Um, it's, it's, it has just uh, about 60 61 images um, of dealing with various kind of aspects of the violence of the the the, the displaced camps where where kind of people found refuge um Uh, There's images of the Central Methodist Church Where um, a lot of uh, Zimbabweans uh, uh, Kind of used as a refuge So um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, fascinating To see the dialogue created around it
1: And of course you would need to RSVP And I will give those details But I mean it's going to be an amazing evening You've got two speakers Uh, Do you want to tell me about your speakers?
2: Okay, the one uh, speaker is uh, Joao Silva Um, He's a a photographer that works for the New York Times. Um, He's done a lot of – covered a lot of conflict. um, He's a legendary photographer. (laughs) I think both of you are legendary as well, by the way. He's um, uh, based now in Johannesburg. Um, He had a a traumatic event when he lost both his legs um, covering the conflict in in Afghanistan. He's still on a landmine. Um, And he's had a lot of uh, – kind of dealing with conflict and he's just a, a, a wonderful guy and he, he's kindly offered to speak and, at the opening and the other guest is um, Professor Tawana uh, Cooper who's the Acting Vice-Chancellor at Wits University and um, he's been involved in a lot of uh, research around xenophobia um, he was uh, he edited a, a book called Gaho Modaya, um dealing with kind of a, a lot of the issues and it was a, a collaborative uh, book from various journalists and academics. And um, I think they're both very uh, appropriate speakers and we're very grateful that they've both agreed to to open the exhibition.
1: And, and James, do you want to talk about the work?
2: Yeah, um, so yeah,
0: as Alon as said, so some of the pictures are from 2008, but then from later outbreaks as well and documenting some of these different sort of Types or genres of uh, xenophobic violence, or the looting, and and and, and those kind of things. But um, you know, for me, the the real importance of the exhibition is because uh, I I just don't think that enough is being done to stop xenophobia. I mean, people are outraged um, when when these attacks happen, and yes, like you said, people do. Um, you know, pour out their hearts and give them that. but then as soon as the situation stabilizes, then nothing is done. you know and and I think that's one of the most important things, the most important reasons why we're having this exhibition just to remind people that this is an ongoing thing and that it needs to, uh, people need to take action and, and never forget those who have lost their lives.
1: Mm, and, and in a way, I mean, just uh, I think of the story of Anasta and um, also Edward Satole, the fact that you captured it and the fact that you gave a name to the person has helped their families. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of activism journalism that, that you're doing. I have time for probably one half a, se- a second of a question. Um, how do you deal with the trauma that you see?
0: Um, you know, personally, it's, uh, it's it's very difficult. There's uh, there's no real um, one specific way of doing it. Um, unfortunately, you know, there's sometimes the trauma does stay with you mm-hmm. in some ways, so you can't get rid of it. But um, you know, I, I think you know that the knowledge that I've been there doing my job and actually providing a service, um, it helps me to deal with it. It's not like I'm just there rubbernecking or just mm. there uh, as a bypass. So it?
1: maybe in a way the exhibition is a way of healing because you I are bringing so. people in and getting dialogue going. I, so. um, I had better wrap up, but before I do, I just want to give the details. If you would like to go to that exhibition, RSVP is essential and you need to let um, the email D-O-W-I at jhbholocaust.co.za or you need to phone zero double one six four zero three one double zero to let them know that you are coming. If you didn't get those details, you're welcome to email me and I will give them to you. I am revisiting this topic again at the end of the month with Romy Peterson and her Africa Awake uh, Um documentary series that she's running so I look forward to that I'd like to thank James and Alon for coming in thank you both of you I know really how busy you are and how hectic it is so I appreciate the time and I'd like to thank you all so much for joining me if there's anything on the show you'd like to comment on you can email me on sharice at sjabd.org